buildings in the same college campus Talks to be able other. to transfer information. And he, he did it? Yeah, he was in the room. No, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> You're saying yes, he was in the room. Yeah, he was, he was having a coffee. And they were over there, and he's like, what are you doing? Oh, okay. And then 30 years later, he invented the I built the internet. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a guy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Off the Wall Podcast. This is the talkie, the great, you know me. So, this is episode four. Listen up, because it's going to get hot and Hello, everybody. Welcome out to the Off the Wall Podcast. Today, we have myself, Joe DiGennaro, co-host, Steve Uribe. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're also joined by the managers of Off the Wall, Josh Nufrio and Caleb Perry. Want to say hello, everyone? Oh, hello, hello, everyone. That was a simultaneous hello. We're of like mind. We brought these people on today because last weekend was an extraordinary weekend for Off the Wall Improv. We had a mega two-day Off the Wall of Palooza. Nice. <laughs> off nice. the Wall of Palooza. Nice. Well, there's various acts. It was multiple days, festival atmosphere. Uh, I'm thinking it was an Off the Wall of Palooza. It, it was. It was duo. Everything was done in doubles. Two days, two venues, two stand-ups, two improv troops, two bands. Oh wow! Yeah, and even. It was that. it was improv duplex. It was one like low price though, so one low price. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, I mean, if you paid, even if you paid separate, not the ten dollars for both, it but was then still it was two, two low prices. prices. Uh, I guess, uh, but one was seven, so that's that's not <laughs> Which low. Low happens to be two dollars more than the five dollar <laughs> okay, Friday. Show. All right, we're, I go all day. Steve. Yeah, we're Tom Hanks in this. So I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you missed out on it, it was it was definitely a, a sight to be seen. Uh, the energy and the support in not only us off the wall, but also with the band and the antics. You came to our regular shows and you saw the antics. They put on some good improv. They did. I I tell you, the thing I really liked about them was I was impressed. They got up. They had two guys and two girls, and women in improv is always a difficult, it's kind of a stab in the dark sometimes, but I was really impressed with their female players. Their female improvisers were fantastic. Why do you say stab in the dark? Do you mean, I don't know what you mean by that. What do you mean by stab in the dark? I mean, it's hard to find a girl that is funny in improv. Sometimes they'll have a a mix of things that are funny and different things that are good, but getting an all-around good stage presence, good energy, well, uh, to be well accepted on stage... Is kind of difficult at times, I think. Okay. If you have any comments for Caleb Perry, please yeah. please leave them on the forum. Yeah, OTWimprov.com. Uh, Feel free to comment about women it, in improv. Here's, yeah, here's what, uh, what I say about it. Um, it. I don't think it's so much the girl's fault as much as it is the audience. And it's because, I, I think I said this in a podcast before, Joe, we talked about women in it. It's a lot easier to see a man be a female, and it's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny as heck. But when you see a female be a man, there's some translation loss there. It's it's hard for a female to play a male role without coming across as just a butch lesbian. Yeah, and and it's and in no way am I saying it's the female's fault for not playing a man. No, Caleb is. Yeah, yeah, Caleb is. <laughs> right. I'm right. saying. Of course, Caleb of is saying it's the woman's fault. I'm saying it's because audience members, uh, I think, get accustomed to seeing us as blank pages, but. Once a female's up there, especially if it's a female who's not ugly, they just they don't want to turn her into anything else but that hot chick that's up on stage. Well, yeah. we tend the audience tends to defend the woman. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, but all of these reasons why I personally love having a female improviser on stage who is good, like Liz, Liz Corona. Yeah, packs because a punch for according us. to Caleb, they're so uncommon. It's so it's, rare to find. It's like a, it's it's like like a, a unicorn. With any sense of humor. I don't know if it, <laughs> with I, female <laughs> females that are funny are unicorns. We yes. took a stab in the dark, and Liz Liz was there. So. <laughs> She's good thing too. Liz was stabbed in the dark. In the dark. But no, so, I I like the different energy that that the females bring onto the stage with us, and it it makes us react a little different because we automatically assume that they're females in a scene rather than are you going to be female or am I, you know, kind of a thing. And when those roles get double reversed, I think it's it's doubly funny, really. The, the problem I see in it is 
and it, oh man, whatever. I'm going to cause trouble. Let's do it. I've never met a female who's doing improv that wasn't with or at some point with one of the people that are in the troupe and brought her in. That's typically your fault. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've, I've never dated an improv. Actor, I've never seen a female come to an improv workshop and not get hit on. Sure, sure, but true. let me. I'll, it's like I'll throwing run meat to lions. No, but he's saying a different thing, which is uh, the females come from the females were former uh, relationship significant, significant others. others, not future, to, but, but former. former. Like or this. or during like let me uh, Andrew Jensen the first improver I ever saw Andrew Jensen was a there was a girl there I can't remember her name Adam knows her name was in love with her she was a theater person as well as an improviser she ended up doing improv because Andrew said yeah come on out and do some improv with us uh, Bob Adore's wife she was a costume manager for a long time and then she started doing improv with Bob Adore. I, I see where you're coming from, like that, that has happened, but I started doing improv because somebody that was doing improv told me to come out and do it. No, I understand that, but if me and you end up not being friends or we have a beef, it's not aired out between everybody. Really? No, I don't think so. I think in a, in a situation like has happened recently in the past, uh, some sides can form or some resentment can happen, which on stage, two males resenting each other or having a problem with each other can actually equal comedy. But a male and a female having problems with each other, they usually take pot shots at each other. I would disagree on that on, on one point. Any, I think that any form of negative energy on stage between two people is going to read. I think, you know, in the past and, and things are, are times where improvisers have a problem with each other and I'll get a call about something and, and they'll say, you know, I'd love it to not play with that person at a certain time or whatever. And I think because when they get on stage together and they're doing that together, they, it comes out automatic. You can tell that they're not going to roll with the punches with each other and all those kinds of things. And certainly in a relationship, I can see how that would be even worse. Well, yeah, and I think that, that kind of validates what you're saying, Steve, because that that, that is... That is true, and it probably is longer-lasting and deeper-cutting when it's between a romantic relationship. Yeah, absolutely. But... I mean, let's just say the antics last night, uh, Greg and Danny were married, or are married, or are together. Yeah, that's not exactly disproving Steve's point. What happens if they have problems? Is the antics going to survive if those are the four main members? Or will we see antics stay with Greg because males don't like to give up anything that they feel is their idea... And then, and then she'll just be cast off into exile until they either patch things up and feel okay with each other, or you just see the dissolvement no, of the I, truth. I see what you're saying. It, it adds a, a diff, a, another level. Yeah. But I mean, the same thing goes with any management relationship. You know, if the mm-hmm. management falls apart, regardless of sure, then sure. then which way does the the business end up going? Yeah. Whether it be I improv think, or Nike. Yeah. I sure. think it depends on the individuals highly. But I mean, back to to women in improv. I think one of the reasons why we don't see more of them is because there honestly just aren't more of them interested. On a Friday, we have maybe three, three to four maybe that come out to to a workshop that are female versus about twenty guys that come out. Well, I just think the interest level isn't as high in females. Yeah, sure, and that does scratch a that scratch a thought in my mind, which is a female who is. Uh, not shy, who's confident in stage presence, who knows that she can get up and do stuff, she's probably not going to do improv. She's probably going to be a lead lady in a play. She's probably going to be an actress. If we're good looking and funny, you can find good looking, funny men all over the place. If we were good looking and funny, we'd be doing video podcasts. We're, and not, uh... we're a dime a dozen though. To find a, a female who's not just good looking, but is confident and portrays a very oh she's she's really really good. I don't think she puts most of her effort into improv. I get what you're saying. I just I think if it takes fifty people to find one hilarious person to be on stage, whether male one, or female. Well, let's pick on you, Caleb. You you are married to a woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I am. Truth be told, truth be told, you're married to a woman who is involved in theater. Yes. She's she's kind of funny. Makes me laugh. Yeah. Why absolutely. doesn't she do improv? She doesn't want to. She doesn't have the desire to do improv. She did uh she was involved with the troupe with Liz. Liz actually pulled her into Girls Aren't Funny up at Weaver State. So she did do improv. She did. She performed with them one show and everybody said that she was hilarious. I wasn't around at the time, so I couldn't be the judge for myself, but 
I personally think if she got to learn improv that she would be good, and I nag at her all the time to come. And every time she comes to a workshop and stuff, she's not, she doesn't, she doesn't love it. She doesn't have a passion for it. So it's one of those things. She's a very passionate person. She has to have a passion for something to to continue to do it regularly. But I I personally think that she'd be really good. And well, so the weekend went down without a hitch. Basically, is what we're what we're saying. <laughs> I think, I think to, to, and women were involved. And women were involved. And both on stage way. and off. Yeah. Yes. There was a fiddler yes. player for the Wailing O'Shea's, and and she was a lady. She the was lady. fabulous too. I'm yeah. say she was good. So if you missed it, shame on you. Shameless on you. Shameless on you. Completely shameless on you. Because I don't know if if there will be a bigger improv weekend. I mean, I'm sure we'll try in the future, but nothing will compare to that first big improv weekend if you missed it. We'll get there, but it's not going to be anytime soon, so you're going to have to wait. Yeah. So. Quick, thing, quick numbers for the weekend. We had 180 to 200 people for the Friday show, mm-hmm. and... Probably more than that for the Saturday show. The theater looked really full. Yeah, Saturday. at the beginning of the of the show, it did look to be at least at least two ten. We're calling Saturday two twenty. Two twenty. Yeah. See, I just made a rough rough guess off, guess off my head, and there, there was. That's pretty dang good. We had big help, and I want to give a shout out to yeah. Kyle at Salt Rock Coffee. Yeah. Uh, number one, Kyle. I don't know if you listen to these, man. You're such an awesome person to be around, and your energy is just just amazing. Any of us, any of you listening out there, stop by and buy a coffee from Kyle. Don't go to Starbucks. Keep it local. Keep it local. Not to mention, ask the guy for a hug. I, I haven't seen him down, turn one person down for a hug. I don't think you have to ask. Really. Yeah, try to get, try to talk to him without getting a hug. Yeah, there so he's just an amazing person. Kyle, thank you for all your hard work and help in getting this weekend launched. Uh, I heard that you personally had, had 150 tickets. That you pushed yourself, uh, that's big. That's big, and and we appreciate all your help and hard work. Go down to Salt Rock Coffee Monday through Thursday and get yourself a, a, a delicious grapple. And that's a Steve grapple, if you ask him about it. Green apple and grape smoothie, best thing you ever had in your entire life. Green apple and grape smoothie. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing about our shows, too, is that you can go do that while you're seeing Off the Wall on Saturday night. We're doing Friday and Saturday night shows from now on. What are the times, Josh? The well, the, the Friday show is is going to continue to be at the ten thirty slot at the Terrace Plaza Playhouse every Friday night, and then the Saturday show will be at nine thirty at Salt Rock Coffee. So those and they're going to be the the same format shows. We're going to be we're going to start off at Salt Rock, basically taking the same show that we're doing on Friday night and and moving it to a new lo- new location and working it out. But we have so much more room at Salt Rock to expand and get into some different things and kind of mix it up, start coming up with ideas. So if there's something that you've been dying to see us do in a show or or a game that you think we would be able to play there that we can't play right now, put it up on the forum. Let us know. We'll kick it around and see if it's something that we can get worked out. Because, again, all of our shows are based on your suggestions, whether it be a specific suggestion for a game or the overall appeal and look of the show. So keep the, the, the info rolling on the forums. That's been awesome. It's been super busy on the forums, and we love it. The forum is great. One of the things I'm I'm personally really excited about the, the new venue over at Salt Rock is the coffee shop atmosphere. I love that kind of, you're out, you're doing something, you got your coffee, your smoothie, your chai tea, whatever it is, and uh, you're enjoying good comedy, and they've got this this great little area. If you weren't there on Saturday, um, the venue we played in on Saturday is actually the venue that we won't be having our shows in. It's the, it's the other venue. It's a bit smaller. It's more quaint. Tables and chairs and people sitting around having a good time, and I'm, I'm excited about that kind of that kind of atmosphere. The good thing about that venue, too, is it's easier to see and hear us. Yeah, most mm-hmm. definitely. Most so definitely. it'll be more intimate, and you'll be able to hear and see everything very clearly. You're going to be above us. It's a, it's more like the off the wall stage where it's a, I don't know the term. Is it a thrust? Is that what it's you a thrust it? stage. Yeah. So it's a thrust stage. So we're we're on the bottom, and then the seats rise around us. Yeah, right. I think both venues have have their their charm and their love, and I think it's going to be fun. It, it just brings a different quality to to each show, makes us more unique. I think. So the Saturday show had two improv acts, a musical band, and stand-up comedy. Steve Uribe did 15 to 20 minutes of stand-up comedy. And killed it. I'd like to talk, I'd like Steve to talk about his experience of stand-up comedy, the run-up to it, and it versus improv. You know, the the crazy part was everybody asked me if you're nervous. And the, the main reason why I'm nervous is because 
there was people there who who support me no matter what. I could have got up on stage and quacked like a duck for 20 minutes, and uh, every single person that loves me and was there to support me would have gave me a high five and told me great sets. So, first of all, I just want to say everybody that was there to support me, thank you so much, and and I really do appreciate it. Uh, and I wasn't nervous up until right about when it started because uh, I looked out at some key people uh, once I got up on the stage and. And their eyes are on me, and they're, they got the grin on their face because they know I'm about to do something that's fun, and they're excited to see it. And and then that's when the nerves really kick in. And I had so many other things I wanted to talk about while I was up there that I completely just lost. And it's because of the, the style of comedy I, I want to do on stand-up. I don't like writing jokes. I'm not a big joke writer because uh, I'm terrible at reciting things. If I don't memorize it, and the only thing I really really good at memorizing our, our song lyrics. Besides that, I'm terrible at memorizing things. And it, I, it feels like I, I, I leave out the chance to change or, or tweak it if I just memorize a, a bit. Right. And so the general style I, I wanted to take into it, and I've done so far in most of the stand-up, is I have some bits that I've said over the years that maybe not was during a stage show, but like during Friends or... You know, every time somebody says, oh, you're tall, geez, I have a, a, a already programmed response. And so sometimes I use that stuff and and I, I don't really write anything. Like I, I had four general topics I wanted to talk about. I hit on them. Didn't really have any punchlines for anything. And I, I think it showed in, in, in what I practiced. I practiced my ending bit quite a bit. And, and that was a, a, a high point. And then the very beginning, I talked about being tall and, and a specifically sexy shower pose. And that's something I've talked about a lot, a lot, a lot. And I've done that bit before. And I think those were the two funniest that I did. And so it's rough for me to compare the two because then I say, all in the middle, there was funny stuff to happen. I was basically improv it. But your more polished bits turned out better. But the polished bits had a bigger reaction. So it's going against your natural inclination to not write stuff down because the evidence is... The more stuff you write down, the more stuff you practice, the more it works out in stand-up. Yeah, so... But the crazy part is just comparing. I did improv that same night and, and the stand-up. When there's silence and no laughter, you just talk or do something or make something you, up. You mean in stand-up? In, in improv. Okay. In improv. If the, quiet, the the crowd goes quiet, you just do something. Dig a hole. Yeah, dig Drink a hole, Kool-Aid. make a funny face, put on an accent. But in stand-up, you, you want to sometimes let that happen. You want to let silence be there. You want to not do anything. I found myself. I I played with the the mic stand a lot. If you didn't see it, I played with that. Yeah, thing. that was a little bit of fidgeting going on. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That was a lot. But was that was that before or after you turned off your microphone? Man, that was such a disaster. That no, was such a disaster. I gotta say though, it really like we could hear you just as well. It well, took a couple of. It took about a minute, maybe a little bit less than a minute, for the audience to go, "Okay, this yeah. is how it's going to be from here on out," and they just listened to you. Yeah. And we got to give the credit to the sound guys. Yeah, I, I shook solo. every one of their hands and told them, "Thank you so much for for helping me out by by turning on the side mics." Yeah, they mic'd the stage for us for the improv sets, and then as soon as they realized your mic was out and they couldn't fix it, they turned up the gain on those, and they were picking you up really well. I pushed the button almost to hell while <laughs> <laughs> I was up there because I heard it click off. I did hear it go away, and I, I was sitting there pushing it, pushing, 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 pushing. you got to hold it and, down. Yeah, so yeah that's my, what I found out at the end. My favorite part about the whole thing was the one guy in the audience who decided he was going to be your best yeah. friend and go, your mic's off. Yeah. And D-My, thanks for the save, told him, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Okay? Okay, Steve, Steve has ears, too, and could tell when he was yeah. mic'd and when he wasn't. Yeah, you know when your voice is amplified and when it's not. Now, and, and, and that if that guy's listening, thanks for listening to the podcast for one. And thanks for coming to the show for two. And and we're not like uh, we're not trying to make you feel bad. Yeah. yeah. But general rules of being an audience member apply to stand up. That's called heckling. Yeah, yeah. It's called heckling. Yeah. And that's dangerous. A dangerous game to get into. Yeah. I, I like doing stand up. It's it's fine. You think you're going to give up improv and do stand up? Uh, possibly. What? Um, Steve's giving up improv. Maybe. Uh, the the thing is, is the the stand up is more of a chance to express myself on. On, on other levels of where I don't get to do that on improv. Uh, my general take of life or my general view about stuff 
in improv, it just doesn't come out the way that it needs to. Well, and that's partially because in improv, we have to run, we run through a filter. Yeah. And so, and it's not so much our opinion, but the opinion of the character or the situation we've taken on. And it's not just you on stage. So if someone else has an idea, you you agree with the idea. Okay, we're going here. You're going to the park. Well, I wanted to talk about how... We need nuclear power. Yeah. Well, no, we got to go to the park this year. Yeah. We can't talk about nuclear power. So I, I, I'm I'm looking maybe into it. The problem is I have the, the problems I do have is I did try to do stand up a couple years ago and I, I went to Wise Guys a bunch and there's a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of a lot of jumping hoops. There's if, a breaking in period. If you know me, I, I'm not a big hoop jumper. I, I don't like doing that. It's true. I, I just I can't. Here's another thing about stand up comedy is if you want to get good. Say goodbye to home life. Yeah, say goodbye. You're gonna tour for for years. Well, see, and that's what that's what's so funny about just comedy in itself, you know. And people, you know, tell me sometimes that man, you should get into stand up. You're funny and blah blah blah. But the problem is, at any given time, I'm I'm maybe one of twelve funny people that are in a group, and and I feel blessed to be able to be around so many people that are light spirited and able to to not dwell on the negatives in life and and. And find the funny and find smiles and not just improv or stand up or when we're at a show, but just hanging out at a house or, or being together at a party. So when they say, Oh, you should do that. Well, you should do. You're funny. Why, yeah. why don't you do it? Well, I, I couldn't. Well, I can't either. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? It's a different animal. Stand up. Uh, one of the things I like about improv is I know I'm supported yeah. and I have kind of a safety net. Yeah. And with stand up, there's no safety net. Yeah. It's you and your material yeah. against the crowd. Yeah. And with improv, I feel like it's more with the crowd. With the crowd, yeah. Because definitely. when people go out to see a stand up, they go in, they sit down, they look up on stage and they go, okay, make me laugh. Yeah. It's your job. With improv, I feel like the audience comes in and sits down and goes, I wonder what they're going to do. Yeah. I wonder where they're going to go. And I think it's fun, c- too, because you've got six different comedy styles, six different opinions, six different whatever. Well, seven if you count the MC when you come to an improv you show. Count the MC. MCs are never. Well, yeah. I mean, rubbish. <laughs> rubbish, really. But, uh, you know, you've got that. So if you don't like someone's particular style, if you don't like someone's particular comments or whatever you you've got five other people to look to that night here's a big fear i have in stand-up which is i spend some time on a joke and i say man this is going to be the joke and then come to find out someone did it four years ago a little different but the, the punchline was basically the same right mm-hmm. and that's that's usually what detours me from writing or or making anything original is because I wonder exactly how original it is. And though it's an idea that I came up with, I didn't get on the internet and say, I want funny barrels. And then I took the first idea and wrote something. I wrote something about funny barrels and and monkeys get in the barrels. So then it's a barrel of fun monkeys. And it feels original to me. And then I say it out loud and some guy goes, nah, barrel monkeys. It's been around since forever. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. For those of you who may not know, Last Friday, we were going to carry it on into Saturday if necessary, but last Friday we brought out a petition, um, and Joe agreed that after 50 signatures on the petition, he would grow a mustache. Yep. And I, wh- how long did it take you to get 50 signatures? Not Steve? even a half time. Here's the thing about <laughs> petitions and causes. 45 minutes. That's 45 minutes. The thing about petitions and causes is there are worthy ones. There are ones that we could spend our time doing. And then there's this one. Oh, no, no, this, this is, worthy. This is definitely this is worthy. So worthy. Joe has been downplaying this like he's been forced into it. I have been forced into it. I had no idea. Go back to episode two. Yeah, watch, listen, to, the listen to last week's episode. See who brings this up originally. Yeah, because it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I, I was in the dark about Josh Goodman wanting you to have a beard or a mustache. All I asked was, if I get 50 signatures, you'll grow a beard. And you were all, heck yeah, well, yeah. I don't talk like that. And I was not that happy. (laughs) Again, again, go back and listen. And then, and then I, I even (laughs) tightened it because it was going to be just say it on the forum or, or come give us your signature. I tightened it because I know how you like rules. I'm, I'm curious to see how well this goes. And if it goes well, I think that, uh, I think perhaps the entire cast should grow out their beards for, for two months. And we'll do an Amish show. Unfortunately, I can't. Oh no, that's impossible oh, for you. No. I can't. I, I I have patchy beard and patchy mustache. I'm not doing it. Well, that's not can't, uh, Steve. That's won't. Yeah, that's, that's won't. won't. Well, I look won't, uh, horrible in a mustache. It's fine. You <laughs> yeah, want, that's I'll happening. pull out the Trump card. I work at a hospital. 
That's so, where I thought you were going originally. So, I thought you were ahead of yourself. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull out the rule book. I have it upstairs. You can't have a beard? It has, no, to, what's it has this? to be well-groomed. Well, groom it well. What do you can oh, call on that well-groom, Steve? You well, here's what I think. Well-groom a patchy mustache. Here's what I think. I rather than rather than just blanket the entire troop with one thing, I think once Joe Joe's satisfies his 30-day grow-out, then it's up to Joe to throw the gauntlet down. Yep. That's true. And, and, and pass it on to somebody else. And again, we've got the petition and we get it signed yep. and what have you. Um, because like, I, I would like to see Joshua Goodman and nothing but a leotard and a tutu, uh, for 20 minutes on stage. I don't think anybody else would. And yeah. so therefore probably wouldn't sign the petition. He'll have five days to be able to have it come in. And then from 30 days after that five days, cannot shave. He cannot shave. He, he can groom, groom and maintain. Groom and maintain. But, and, and then what we're going to do is we're going to do the cool little, uh, like one day, one picture a day life. If you've never seen the video on the internet, go check it out. It's actually pretty cool. We're going to do that with Joe. He's going to take a picture every day of his beard or mustache. And then we'll loop it all together at the end, set back to probably Green Day's Fork in the Road or, <laughs> or Sarah McLaughlin. That's, that's a really good song. <laughs> See you in the fork in the road. <laughs> Whatever it's called. You know what I'm talking about. Good riddance. Yeah, yeah same thing. But what will happen is uh, we'll be able to put that on there. You'll actually be able to see Joe's mustache grow. So hey, we'll, we'll see that. This is what I find funny. Joe, Joe expresses his first concern about why the mustache is a bad idea. And he says, I have to teach people. People. You know <laughs> so you can't have a mustache when you teach. It takes away from the village. It's hard to teach when you look like an idiot. That's no, no, no. See, the thing, but you're going into this with the wrong mindset. You could look awesome. The thing I'm looking forward to is this is automatically going to make Joe 45. Joe will be 45 overnight. It, it depends on how gray it is. If it's black, like like it's going to be black. It's not gray. Then you're not going to look 40. So uh, if you missed the weekend, <laughs> to, to wrap it all up, shame on you. Uh, it was a good time. It was a great time. Great so time. Much fun. You, you missed a lot of fun stuff. At one point, we had 13 off the wall improvisers on stage. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with a deadbeat dad segment. We got uh, a, a new deadbeat dad. Uh, Getting into some hijinks, and we'll come back with forum questions and suggestions. So stay tuned. Thank you for calling you and me travel agency. If you would like Spanish, please press one. Okay. If you would like English, please stay on the line, and more options will be available. To book a travel agency near you, press 1, or say, book a travel agent. Book a travel agent. We need some information from you before we can book your travel experience. Are you traveling alone? Say yes or no. Yes. Do you have family members that could possibly be going with you? Say yes or no? Yes. Is it a child? Say yes or no. Y yes. Are you going to be taking the child with you? Uh, no. Why? Uh, do I, it's okay. Uh, we will move on to the next question. I can see you are having trouble answering that. Next question. Where would you like to travel to? Your child's house? No. Something more exotic? So Something more, something more exotic. Say yes yeah. or no. Yeah, yes. Yes, you would like to see your child. No. Is that because you're terrible? Yes or no? N no, no. Listening to your voice in this automated system, I can tell that you are terrible. But we will move on. Next question. How much money do you have for the travel? $2,000. $2,000 would be just the right amount of money... To furnish your child with a great bed set. Would you like to do that? Say yes or no. No. Of course. Moving on. Would you like to go somewhere tropical? Yes. How much time would you like to spend with your child? Zero. You answered zero. You are terrible. Next question. How long will you be gone on your trip? Ten days. I heard six years is how long you haven't seen your child. If this is correct, say yes. No. I heard yes. 
Thank you for confirming that you are a terrible person. Your travel agent will be with you shortly. I'm making you a promise that your travel agent will be with you through tough times, when you are sick, when you don't feel well. It will be a guiding hand to help you become a man. This doesn't sound familiar, does it? Say yes or no. No. Unfortunately, there is no time for you to be able to set a travel date. What? Maybe if you were a little better at being a man, we could book a travel for you. Okay. Take the two thousand dollars that you did have and give it to him. No. Yes. Yes. You said no. Yeah. No, I said. I will connect you to ORS automated system now. Welcome to ORS systems. From here, you can pay your child support. Talk to a counselor about why you haven't paid your child support. You can also hang up and call your child. You can say anything like, "Why aren't I a good father?" Customer service representative, operator, suicide hotline. I'll call my child. Are you sure? Yeah. This voice technology is very advanced, and due to voice pattern analysis, we can tell that you are not being truthful. I can I can I speak to an operator? Yes. One second, please. Thank you for requesting an operator. Unfortunately, at this time, all operators have better things to do. If there is something that I can help you with, please say it now. Travel, travel. I'm trying to go to Hawaii. Can you can you help me with that? Travel is something that you are good at. You have spent the last six years traveling away from and without your child. No. It is the opinion of the automated voice service that you have spent enough time traveling. Is there something that you need from me? No. This is the ORS system again. Oh, the one thousand dollars that you have allocated for travel has been debited from your account. Oh, and has、on. been sent to your child. ORS would like to thank you and invites you to call again. Maybe after you have called your child. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for coming, Debbie and Dad. Yeah, bye. 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 Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that. We always have fun、uh, listening to Deadbeat Dad and his many adventures. If you have an idea for Deadbeat Dad to get into, don't be afraid to let us know on OTW. Improv.com or the Facebook page, which brings us to our weekly segment of fan feedback. This week, we're going to go over a couple things that we got out of the suggestion box. The suggestion box is put out on Friday at the Terrace Plaza Playhouse show.、Uh, it's open to anybody who's willing to put some feedback out and put it in a box. So we reached in, grabbed the papers out, and we're going to read some of that stuff for you now. So,、uh, Caleb, why don't you kick us off?、Uh, What's the first feedback you have?、Um, this one I, I like because we actually solved it、uh, yesterday, and it comes from AJ, and it says make it longer. Hour and a half is too short. And、uh, last night we kicked off. We ended up total running time probably almost just under three hours, weren't we? I think we were actually just a little over three hours. Yeah. So、uh, AJ, you know, you got it made right there, and、uh, it's、uh, it's fun. I think I personally love. That our show is only an hour and a half because it keeps everybody wanting more, including us. We're we're aching to go on stage again the next week because we've only been on stage for an hour and a half that week, and it's going to be really fun. And now, now everyone that wants more off the wall has the opportunity to get double the dosage every week with the Saturday shows at nine thirty at Salt Rock and the Friday at ten thirty. So thanks, AJ, for commenting. I appreciate that. AJ, it says here he's been a fan for about three weeks. So AJ, we hope to get you. With off the wall a lot longer than three weeks, so continue to come out with us. Also,、uh, he put、uh, what keeps you coming back funny as expletive. <laughs> that's pretty good. Funny as expletive. That's that's、yeah. about as high as you go. Yeah. So 
Can't get any funnier than that. Josh Newfrill, give us one that you got over there. I've got one from Jenny. Um, she replies, how did you hear about us? She says, friends. So, Jenny, do, do us a favor and thank your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been coming? Uh, she says three weeks. Oh, so, she's maybe she, this, she, when she filled this out, she'd been there her third time. What keeps you coming back? The atmosphere. And I have to agree. Our, oh, yeah. our show isn't just, it's not like going to a play or something like that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. But you, there, it, there is a total atmosphere. It's a oh, total. Yeah. It's an occasion oh, yeah. there. Yeah. She's currently not a Facebook friend. Um, I'd like to see you change that, Jenny. Mm-hmm. She would be interested in off the wall merchandise. And this is interesting. She says that her favorite game is job interview. Mm-hmm. We've only played that at one show. We've only done that the one time, and she was there, and she marked that as her favorite game. Well, awesome. And then uh, she also says the girl is funny, which is um, Liz. Caleb, I want you to hear that. She says the girl is funny, mm-hmm. and that Aiden is funny too. Um, she's she comments that she thinks we should rotate the players. So uh, where she's only been coming to three shows, there's a good chance that she's seen similar cast in those three shows. Um, we do have fourteen regular players that we rotate through, Jenny. So you'll be you'll be meeting all of them. It's just not everybody's lives line up at the same time, so that we can do a. A huge variety at, at any given show. Well, mind your business, Jenny. Speaking of <laughs> Steve's trying to protect his slot. <laughs> Speaking of the fourteen players, we had all of them in one place Saturday night. Yeah, and we were able to get a. We were down. Show. We were down two members from our from our full cast. I did a head count, and I, I said, "Wow, that's." There's a lot of uh, us here, and it was it's uncommon to get that many people. It's, we we actually had so know. many. We had so many of us together that we took a picture. Because it's the it's only time we were going to have a chance yeah. to do a troop picture because yep. we just never all get together at the same time. Joe, what do you got over there for feedback? I have a one from Austin Mann. Austin could not be bothered to fill out the demographics. <laughs> <in Canada>. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably because that's his 15th slip. Yeah. We, I think we've read something I, from I him every too. time. His suggestion is, uh, I'm going to read this verbatim. I don't have any ideas for this, but I think Newlywood Game would be awesome if there were some new questions. It could be a little less predictable. Yeah, and I have to agree with you, Austin, 100% on that. And that's actually why we shelved uh, Newlywed Game. It, Josh is going through some old feedback to see if this is maybe something that he said before. Well, no, what I wanted to verify was that Austin Mann was, in fact, the person that two weeks said ago bring said bring back, back the Newlywed game. game. So we did what you asked us to do, Austin. We brought the Newlywed Game back. And but we're with you. Uh, yeah, coming up with questions. some new questions, new and questions. in fact, I have some ideas for that. Maybe even a little bit of a different way to run the game Ooh, overall. You yeah. want to tell us about it? Uh, one of the things I was thinking of doing is um, doing it more like the TV show, because there are aspects of the game that we're not tapping into. Yeah. Explain it, because I haven't seen the yeah. TV show. In a long uh, the time. old TV show, you've got, and it, you got to remember, it was done in the '70s, so everybody has an afro or mm-hmm. bell bottoms. And mm-hmm. that aside, the the questions would be like. Tell us your biggest pet peeve about your husband. And so then she would tell him what the pet peeve is, and then he would come in, and then they would say, we asked your wife what the biggest pet peeve was. What do you think she said? And then typically he's confessing to something. Oh, she hates it when I cut my toenails in the living room. And then she repeats uh, the actual answer, which is something completely different typically. So um, so some different questions like that. What pet peeve? Because right now we do... Um, the the setups are very predictable. Starfruit is going to be in there every week. All right, I got one from Alice. Uh, she's seventeen. She says that she's been to plays, and that's how she heard about Off the Wall. If you don't know, Terrace Plaza Playhouse does plays, so she found out through us from there. She's been a fan since October thirty first of two thousand nine, which I find kind of funny because uh, she knows exactly the date. So good on you there, Alice. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read this verbatim, Alice. I don't mean any harm. I'm pr- probably sure you're not listening, so this is mostly just a joke about you. It already funny, but if you can make it even funnier, but good job. <laughs> so it's 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 good. It, she would like to see us go better. Well, what's crazy is it, 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 it already funny! Exclamation point. But if you can make it even funnier, period. But good job. Well, maybe she's street. Yo, yo, it already funny, but if you could make it funnier, but good job. But good job. Alice, thanks for that. We always like to hear that we're doing a good job and that we're funny. (laughs) Next feedback. Someone go. I've got, I believe it's Lewis Golden, uh, age 13. 
that's the 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 lower end of our of our fan base has been a fan at the time that he wrote this for thirty minutes. Oh wow! Wow! And how did you hear about us? The ladies. The ladies. The ladies. Oh, wow. So um, that's interesting. Um, how often do you come to a show? He marks once in a while. So once. It's in the last 30 yeah. minutes. He's come once. Yeah. Um, what keeps you coming back? Doctor's orders. <laughs> so he's got an improv prescription yeah, at the age of 13. Yeah. He's a comedy junkie. We need to get him into the workshops, it sounds like. I've always point. been telling you guys that we are a controlled substance, and you never wanted to listen to me, but we are. The we, doctors are prescribing us controlled substance. Didn't realize we were there. We're like the anti-Ridlin. Other issue, anti-Ridlin. we're cheaper in Canada. Yeah, cheaper in Canada. <laughs> Joel Fairborn. Fair... Sounds Swedish. Fairborn. Fairborn. Fairbowen. He, uh, he heard about us through friends. It says, how long have you been an off-the-wall fan? He put three. Just the number three. So Three units. Three, three units. Three, three units, units of applicable measurement. Yeah. Three units of applicable He comes every other week. Three cc's. He, he says it's funny. He doesn't He doesn't know what his favorite game is, but uh, he's got a suggestion for a game. But uh, basically what he's saying is you should play narrate, like on whose line. Also, you should drag out games to where the players are coming up with completely ridiculous stuff because they're running out of stuff. Basically, he says, "Good job and keep up our improv." And and I, how old did you say he was? Twenty twenty one. So I would imagine if he's in college, he's yet to declare a major. Yeah. the The thing is, is uh, why would you say that? Why, why is well, that because important? he's been coming to the show for three, and he doesn't have a favorite game. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know oh, what his favorite game is. Yeah. So. Okay. Imagine I mean, that he, he he's a college student. Sure. I do anything for three, and I know what my favorite part is. But what's what's funny about that feedback is he says that uh, that uh, you we should. Play games until we're just coming up with ridiculous stuff because we don't have any stuff. <laughs> but that—that's improv. <laughs> well, I'm curious: is does he think that on average we're running out of stuff, or does he want us to go to the point where we are running out of stuff? So then it just gets all weird and crazy. Yeah, like we're just basically yelling at each other, killing people. Like a like an overtired conversation. You ever try to have a conversation with somebody and you've both been up for 26 hours, oh, yeah, and yeah. you're trying to have some kind of serious conversation? It doesn't make sense to either one of you. It happens with me and my boss after. About 15 minutes. But but you guys have a lot of paint fumes. That's latex, so it's, oh. it, there's no effects other than I, I, it's not good for you. I tried, to give you, I tried to give you an out. I, I know. <laughs> but uh, me and my boss are usually like, hey, how's the day going? Good, good. How about that thing <laughs> there? So it's just an awkward relationship. Yeah, it's a terrible. I've got, uh, I've got one here from a Jacob Mortson. I love this in here. He says, do a dramatic improv scene. And uh, all I have to say, Jacob, is I feel like you're missing the full title of our show, which is Off the Wall Comedy Improv. No, you're missing the point completely, Caleb. I I read this before, and it's do a dramatic improve scene. Improve. Improve Oh, oh. So he wants to improve our scenes dramatically. Yes. So we really suck. Is that what he's... Shame on you. Basically. My bad. Joe? Uh, This one is from either Allie or Ollie. Her email address is um, long. Mm Mm-hmm. She heard about us through a friend. She's been an off-the-wall fan for a few months. She comes every other week. Uh, The fact that it's hilarious keeps her coming back. Not a Facebook friend and would not be interested in in merchandise. And I'd caution the no because you don't know what it looks like yet. Mm -hmm. It could be Mm -hmm. the best thing ever. Yeah, because what if our merchandise is actually free tickets to a show? Yeah, or what if the merchandise merchandise is a $10 bill? Yeah, exactly. They're sold for that, five dollars. That, that's two free shows. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Her favorite game is Bad Advice, and for the suggestion, I would like to see more Captain Planet. And that goes back to the Halloween show where Calvin was Captain Planet, and he did a fantastic job. He he went all out for yeah, that his costume. costume. Was it. He wore underwear on top of a leotard. It and it a belt. Was. He had a belt and a belt. It, and, it, am I the only one that's concerned that she would like to see Calvin in more high heels, tights, and face paint? Yeah. He looked good as Captain Planet. Yeah, yeah, whatever you need. He looked good. I mean, he wasn't as buff as Captain Planet, but, you know, Calvin tries. Josh? Uh, I've got one from Bo. Uh, how did you hear about us? He 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 says Yoshi. So that's your character, Yoshi. Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshi told him about him. So. Yeah, but that's a, that's a Facebook. Yeah, I actually created a, a Facebook page for Yoshi. How long have you been an off-the-wall fan? Three years. How often do you come? Every week. What keeps you coming back? He says Yoshi and Timmy. Uh, his favorite game, he says, is Connect the Dots. And then he does come to the workshops. And the suggestion is have Tinky Winky, which is another one of Aiden's characters, do a job interview for either a weatherman or an audition of some sort. 
So, so he wants to see more Tinky Winky in some role. We can't yeah. we can't make Tinky Winky do that specifically, but we can ask Aiden to bring Tinky Winky back. Yeah, right, yeah. Absolutely. Which he did the other week. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's not good. afraid to do the Tinky Winky, so. I got Chris Roberts here, 21. How did he hear about us? He said, girlfriend. Says the cast keeps him coming back. His favorite game is Spelling Bee. His only suggestion for us are no more Avatar or Twilight in Scenes Not Seen. And, Chris, I can't agree with you more. Uh, <laughs> doesn't it, mean it's going to happen. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I'm going to add to yours. No more Blender. No more Q-tips. No more Toaster. No more Snuggy. Stop yelling Snuggy. On the ShamWow, too. I'm, I'm, I'm Stop with the ShamWow. Sham See, yeah. i got I to step in as, as a host of the show and, uh, and talk about this for a second. Because there are things that are just going to be funny. Sometimes as an MC, especially with a line game, a lot of it depends on the MC. What you know, what I get from the crowd and what I filter through and give back to to the guys on stage. And sometimes you you hit something that you think is going to be a hit, and it's just not. People, you know, you don't always have something funny to say about everything. And but the nice thing is you can always go to a to a toothpick or to a Q-tip or to Twilight or Avatar and know that you're going to get at least one or two good funny. To bump it up to get you going into something else. See, the only I, problem with that, I disagree with that. Yeah, I do as well. Because what you're saying is going back to the well, and that's not improv. Yeah, that's that's the that's the problem, and I know that's why the audience members yell out some of those same suggestions is because we told the joke and they want to hear that joke again. Well, I'm not saying repeat jokes. I'm just saying there's a there's a, a not a well of jokes, but a well of. Uh, funny, something to pull from. Well, and maybe one of the disadvantages you have right now, Caleb, is the fact that you were gone for two years while we were working with a lot of these suggestions. And, and we have pretty much beaten that dead horse. Twilight is just is just no fun. It's no fun. We can only make fun of shiny vampires so many yeah, times. No, well, and, and it's like Titanic was old age. Snuggy and ShamWow. Like Snuggy, I actually at Salt, Salt Rock show, someone yelled Snuggy and I, I gave her old school scuds. Like, no, no, we're not. That is a it's, no. Okay. When we start talking about the what ends up happening a lot of times is someone yells that suggestion because they either are new to our show, mm-hmm. so they've never heard that suggestion yelled. Yeah. They think it would be hilarious, and they were right. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. But we try to stay current. And we try to move past those things. Mm-hmm. Titanic was funny the first ten times that we got the suggestion. The last ninety times that we got it, tough. Really yeah, tough. We're really constantly tough. trying to come up with new material for old setups. It's, it's tough. A good term for this yeah. is is the law of diminishing returns. Yeah. Which is the more you go to something, the less it gives you. Yep. If we're striving to be original and not repeat jokes or even premises for jokes, yeah. then going back to that well every time is, is going to be hard unless we're just going to cheat. And do a joke again, and which repeat, we don't want to do. Which we don't. Yeah, and see, like with slogans, Snuggies, ShamWows, they are funny products. Stand alone. Mm-hmm. You see a Snuggie yeah. commercial, you laugh. You don't need a comedian there. And, to and if you fun. haven't seen us do a slogan for a ShamWow or slogans for a Snuggie, then th- that's why you're going to yell it. Because yeah. it, you're right. It, it, it is, is a funny It's product. a funny suggestion. It's a yeah. great suggestion. It's a sweater that's on backwards. Yeah. Uh, a sweater dress that's yeah. on backwards. Now, the problem robe. is a robe. a robe, if you will, yeah. without the ties. See, here we go. Yep. But the problem is, is that we have done most of those things. And so when you when you hear a suggestion get used, like the ShamWow or the Snuggie, and you see all of us just standing there, we're not rushing out. It's because we're trying to come up with something yeah, that we haven't so, done yeah. before, yeah. and we're running into a roadblock yeah. there. We're giving you the respect of not just. Well, I'll use this joke I used four weeks ago that I know blows it away. So, good suggestions from the, uh, the suggestion box. Keep it up. We got one. We're going to do two more questions, it looks like, from the forum, otwimprov.com. This comes from Huey. Uh, she says, number one, have your minds ever gone completely blank during a game and totally freeze up? What do you do to avoid that or fix that once it happens? This happened to me my first show. My first show, it was, it was a Valentine's Day. And I had been going to classes for less than, less than a month. And I was, it was during Valentine's Day and I was just out on a date. And I got a call from the manager of Quick Wits. And it was out of the blue and it was a, it was a Friday night. And he's like, can you, can you play? Because we're shorthanded. And I said, yeah, sure. I checked with the girl to make sure she was okay sitting in the audience and watching me do improv. And she said, okay, sure, because we 
we were at the, about the end of our date when this was happening. It was the 10.30 show. Go there, very nervous. I was uh, in a game with the manager, and he asked me a question, and I had absolutely nothing to say back. My mouth open, I just looked at him, and I, I froze, and he just he just talked. He just went on and, and, and assumed that uh, something had gone on or that my character, he just, he just talked over it. The audience probably didn't even see anything. Yeah. And to this day, I'm grateful for him. For, for doing that. So, yes, I've frozen up. <laughs> I fixed it as a trust and a support of the other people on stage. So, we were talking about stand-up and how if you don't have anything, it's just you and your material and you're kind of against someone, but you have a very good support group in an improv scene. Yeah, and that's that's probably the, the best answer, I guess, would be to um, do your best to do improv with supportive people. Because if you're frozen on stage, your only help is... Someone who's already on stage with you or willing to come on to, to save it. And you have to be able to read each other. You have to know when someone that you're playing with is in trouble. It's complicated. I think it's happened to everybody to some extent. You know, We've all been in that position, whether it be on an improv stage or you know, some, giving a, an address to a class or whatever it happens to be. And you just blank out. You just don't know what comes next. It's really nice to, to know you have the support of your fellow players with you though the improv background i have noticed has increased my ability to bs uh because it it allows me to just talk i just talk you'll find that a lot of improvisers end up in the sales field yeah in the sales field or or done doing sales (laughs) (laughs) yes they've done it for so long and i'm just i'm tired of it because there's no freedom of expression there but a lot of times I'll be able to BS my, my, myself through any situation because of the improv background that I have. That's the key to improv is if you don't know what you're doing, you're doing it anyways. Yeah, you should be the only one that knows you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, no one else should ever do that. All right, we were going to have another question, but frankly, we've ran out of time. And since you're all sheep anyways, uh, you'll just do what we Who say. Who said that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, that's the first time I've heard that this in this whole podcast. a conversation podcast. I've had earlier with somebody. But, guys, we really appreciate you tuning in. Hit us up. Josh, what's the ways to get a hold of us? We're all over the place now. You can go to the Facebook page, off the, or facebook.com slash off the wall. You can go to, or OTW Improv, I'm sorry. You can go to otwimprov.com for the website. Um, you can join the the Off the Wall Text Club and get constant updates, and just send a text to OTW Improv or text at otwimprov.com. Um, join the text club there. We're all over the place, yep. so just type in Off the Wall Improv, and we're like the fourth or fifth one down. Hey, we're changing funny guys, <laughs> and if you want to be a part of it, get in now. Fine. I'd like to say that we're about out of feedback. Or we ran through our suggestions, and we have a, a question or two more. On the forum, so I am. I encourage you to hit us up on Friday with the suggestion box and go to the forums and comment, ask questions. If there's yeah. something else you want to see on the podcast, if there's something you want to see less, if there's questions, if there's something you want to see us or hear us talk about. And this goes right. out to you other actors too, because so far I haven't got a lot of feedback from you actors out there. You guys want to do the podcast, Josh, Adam, Aiden, anybody, Derek, any anybody say something? If we're not getting feedback and input, then next week. The whole podcast is just us watching Joe's mustache grow. Or it, or we'll we'll just uh, talk about how funny we are ourselves. All right, guys. Tune in next week. Joe, say bye. Goodbye. Caleb, bye. Bye. Josh. I'll see you guys later. Peace out. <laughs>